0: Yeah, we have some. Okay, good afternoon, everybody. This is the uh, last time in al until after Pesach. I'm not going to be around on Wednesday or Thursday or Monday of next week. So uh, it's not going to be about Pesach, though. So someone asked me that I should give a time in al about the uh, custom that some Hasidic women have to shave their heads. Apparently, I never gave a time in al about that. So uh, there is an entire Sefer on this topic because, of course, there's an entire Sefer on this topic. It's called Tosefis Chayim B'Darach uh, Avos. Okay, so now that you know that, let's talk about what what would be the reason. For, uh, for someone to do such a thing. Why would, uh, why would married women shave, shave their heads? So uh, there are uh, six suggestions that are uh, that are made. The first and uh, most obvious suggestion is because they're afraid that a hair is going to be left out of the mikvah when they do the tevilah. So they would have to shave their heads right before they go to the mikvah because if you do a tevilah and you can't tell that all the hair has gone under the water and some of the hair is out of the water, the tevilah is invalid. So if you shave your head then you know for sure that you don't have any hair that's out of the water. And that's the very reason that's given by the Rishonim to have a a mikvah lady at a mikvah, the tour, writes that, that you have a woman stand there when a woman is tovelas in order to see that some of the hair doesn't float on top of the uh, top of the water if i there are ways to get around it and there are ways to be tovel and make sure that all your hair goes under the water but you see that this was a legitimate enough concern that it, it, it warranted the institution of a mikvah lady. The Orach HaShulchan uh, points out that even if a single hair is outside of the water, it would ruin the entire tevila. So that's the first and most fundamental reason that out of a concern that a single hair is going to stay out of the water when she's toveled. The second reason is that perhaps there that there's going to be a chatzitzah because the hair is going to get tangled, and that would be a chatzitza for the tevila. The Gemara discusses how many hairs tangled is going to be a chatzitza, but if you have enough hair that's tangled with each other, or tangled tightly enough with each other, that would be a chatzitza. Now, the fact that the hair itself is long, that itself would not be a chatzitza. Where he goes to great lengths to prove that hair itself is never a chatzitza. But the, the knots in the hair uh, might be a chatzitza. Meaning the hair is not a chatzitza to the gulf, but the hair could be a chatzitza to itself if it's knotted up, and it's not allowing water to go in between. A third reason is that it could just be an extra level of tznios to compare that the growing pretzels that we have in society, and in addition to the fact that the Gemara Daf Memzayin tells us that Kimchis was exceedingly modest, her hair was never exposed even in the privacy of her own home, the Kolsle Besa never saw her exposed hair, and because of that, she was Zoha to have Shiva Banim Khanim Gedolim, to have seven sons of Khan Gedolim, so one way to make sure that the Kolsle Besa don't see your hair is if you don't have hair, so uh, maybe that's a basis for the, uh, the Minag. A fourth suggestion is that it's Xero that she might come to wring it out on Shabbos so she has to go to the mikveh on Friday night so her hair is going to get soaking wet and when a woman comes out of a, so, out of a pool first thing she does is she'll squeeze out her hair and that's going to be a violation of schita, which is a little bit funny because schita beseir is only in this and chazal have made such a gezerah but uh, we're going to make such a gezerah on in this, but okay and also that should only apply if she's uh, going to the mikveh on Shabbos but that's not only when women shave their hair they, they, they shave their hair every month uh, fifth suggestion, the Minda Yisrael Torah suggests that it's based on the concern that a woman's hair might become unintentionally exposed uh, not just b'toch besa but in general when she's out that uh, the hair covering may come off a little bit or something like that but if uh, she knows that there's nothing under there so then even if the hair covering comes off a little bit it's not going to expose any hair and then the most likely origin for the custom is the Zohar. There are two places in Zohar in Parshas Nasa and Parshas Pinchas where the Zohar encourages women particularly a woman who's a nida to, to shave and in one place the nida is even encouraged to burn her hair because the hair is considered to have some sort of kochas atoma that, uh, that are associated with it when she is a nida. So uh, the nida is, uh, is, is so apparently based on Kabbalistic reasons, uh, that's probably where the minoch really got off the ground. The question is, when did it get off the ground? It's obviously not from the Torah, right? The very uh, parsha of Yafas and Sota is very clear that women had hair, married women had hair, and it's clearly not bismana gemara. The gemara in tells us that a man could be made for his wife's nizirus when it's dvorm when it's something that sort of gets in between them, it comes in between them, and uh, if uh, she becomes a nazir, then he can be made for the nazirus because he can say that's a davr shabai no because if e, she be isha then I'm not interested in being married to a woman who has a shaved head. And part of the nazirus process is at the conclusion of the Naziras, a woman has to, a man or a woman, the nazir or nazira, has to uh, shave their head. So it's pretty obvious that the head shaving was not normal; was not the regular practice that they did in the times of the Gemara. But it probably predates Hasidim a little bit, meaning the Minnigah is not necessarily something that's purely. From Hasidim, meaning uh, the, uh, the the, the there is a shut tashbeitz in the chelak gimel where he mentions a minag of ketsitzas hapeios So not clear that he means shaving the head. He might just be referring to a particular type of haircut that women would get on their wedding day. Uh, or, but uh, but if it is uh, referring to shaving the head, that's a pretty early pretty early source. I mean, you could say the Zohar is the earliest uh, source, but that wouldn't be when it was practiced because uh, even if the Zohar was written in the days of uh, the Tanaim wasn't Niskala uh, till uh, till much later, so that would not have been the basis of the practice. But Menashe Klein suggests that this goes back to the Vad Arba Ratzos, you know, the same uh, takanos that uh, you know that give us the concept of having Ashkacha on food and things like that. So they made such a takana to uh, to have uh, to have there. Is it only Chassidim? So the Chassam Sofer mentions this minig as well. So uh, do you count Chassam Sofer as a Chassid? You count him as everything, right? But Chassam Sofer mentions this minig as well. He Discusses a different shayla relating to this minug. He says that the minug was that the kala would not shave her head before the wedding. It was only after the birishona that she would shave her head. So some chsamsofer is bothered that we have a principle in shas, kala omed is kid, that anything that's omed to happen, it's as if it's already happened. So why don't we say kala omed is dummy, kala omed lugs dummy. So if she's going to shave her head right after the birishona, when she goes to the mitzvah before the wedding, her hair is omed to be cut. So it should be as if it's already cut and there for the hair itself should be chatsitza. Some says, no, we only say Kolo le if there's nothing else that has to happen in between, meaning it's already omid al perik, it's ready right now to happen. But over here, the marriage and the beerishona has to happen in between before she's going to go and cut the hair, and therefore you don't say Kolo le. But he's dealing with this minug. The Netsiv mentions the minug in Hamak as well, and he doesn't mention it as a minug of chasidim. He says it's a minug, or something like that. He has such a lash that the rabbanan were, uh, were misakin. And uh, he talks about why the minhag wasn't observed far back in the times of the uh, times of the Mishnah. Now, there are a few issues that come up as a result of this minhag. Sometimes there's a dispute between husband and wife. Rav Moshe and the Tshuva in Ebenezer, Cheilgal, Siman and Tess was dealing with the case. I didn't have a chance to look it up, but if I recall, it was a case where, uh, counterintuitively, the husband wanted the wife, the husband uh, w- did not want the wife to shave her head. I guess it's all counterintuitive. The husband did not want the wife to shave her head, and the woman, Dafka wanted to shave her head because that was her family. Emily and she felt weird about not uh, shaving her head. If I recall correctly, that's the way it was. But either way, Rambam would have passed on the same way. That uh, that, that, uh, that 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 uh, it's a reasonable expectation uh, for a husband to have that the woman should not shave her head because uh, she should be able to look uh, attractive for her husband. And uh, the, there's uh, and and it was good enough for the Tanaim and Amoraim, and it was good enough in Tanakh, So it's got to be good enough for us in uh, the uh, the Rambam. Chavim has an interesting line. He seems to suggest that it's. Usher for a woman to shave her head. The Ram talks about how women should not do masculine things <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> to shave her head like a man would. So uh, then he goes on and he says everything is Kaminek depending on whether it's considered a masculine thing or a feminine thing. But uh, if it's considered a masculine thing in that society, then for a woman to do it might be a violation of Lotilbash. In the Sefer Omani Chomachelikal of Page Sadi, he quotes that the Chazanish said that the Minnak is not to shave the head because, uh, uh more important they sh- that they should look, uh, attractive to their husbands than, uh, than to, uh, to observe such a Minnak. Obviously, those communities that do it do it. Those communities that don't do it wouldn't think of it. And, uh, that's, uh, but that's a little bit about the basis of such a Minnak. Okay.